And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, with side B of Technical Alpha. It is Friday, August the 4th, 2017, all day. We have made it through side A, almost unscathed. Unfortunately, August 4th. Oh, it's yes. August. <laughs> My bad. Yes, it is. <laughs> I wish it wasn't because oh, I feel... July. I feel like I haven't seen the, you know, I haven't gotten outside to enjoy summer very much yet, but uh, maybe I'll make that happen in August at some point. Uh, but yeah, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. We uh, we almost made it through Side A unscathed, and then I accidentally talked about the fact that they did that Ghostbusters movie with the with the women there a couple of years. Welcome you know, to it's, August, everyone. It's welcome to August. <laughs> so this week, for tech support... I think we have a, a, a good selection of questions. I'm just guessing because I haven't actually looked at them yet. Uh, I see nine questions, so we might be hitting the uh, previous ones. No big deal. I feel like the I feel I feel like the later I put the, uh, the 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 uh, the later I put this up, the more questions are actually asked. <laughs> it's quite impressive, really, <laughs> if you think about it. Uh, do you have one pre-selected, sir, that we can that we can run with? I'm going to change over to us actually being on camera. Uh, um, let's start this with a simple one. This one's from Black Jimmy CB. I don't know what the CB stands for, but I'm going to call. I'm going to go with Cool Bro. Mm. Black Jimmy Cool Bro. It's a great choice. Quick, quick two-part question. You're at Thanksgiving dinner. Which I know you Canadians celebrated some godforsaken other date than other real Thanksgiving. And you can only have one side dish. Which again, is probably a really crappy Thanksgiving if you only have one side dish. What would you pick? And then the second part is, and same question in the context of a barbecue and a cookout. What the fuck? So basically we're choosing our favorite side, like sides for Thanksgiving and barbecues. Is what I'm getting from this. Yes. Okay. Keep it simple. Let's start so, easy. So turkey, turkey or ham, depending on who you're talking to, is obviously the main here for Thanksgiving. And then you have your your side. Uh, if I only get to choose one side, it's stuffing. That's not even. Uh, I feel. Like, or is that? Or does that count? Because it's part of the turkey itself. Is that still technically a side? I count it as a side because you have to prep it separately. Okay, then stuffing it is. That's that's pretty straightforward. And if I if it was the same, then I'd go with with cranberry sauce. Those are the the trifecta. All right. What about barbecue? Barbecue potato salad. Throw me a potato salad. Yep. <laughs> um. Yeah. Mine. I'm a, I'm a simple man. Um. I don't need no fancy stuffing. No cranberry sauce. No potato salad. But I do need me some mashed potatoes. Okay. It's not like none, not none of that, none of that store bought bullshit. Like the uh, <laughs> the properly whipped fluffy <laughs> Wait, potatoes. Wait, hold on, hold make. on. Who the fuck, other than people that are? I mean, y it takes as much energy to make store bought mashed potatoes in like powdered form as it does to make actual mashed. And it probably costs more money. Who the fuck goes out of their way on Thanksgiving to use store bought mashed potatoes? That's fucking terrible. You'd be surprised at what college students would go to. They're what potatoes! College Thanksgiving. 
They're like I know. three. They're like I know. they're like three tenths of a cent a piece. For God's sake, this is like the cheapest food on the planet. No, but I'm talking like I'm talking like proper mashed. You know, you can throw a little bit of garlic and a little bit, of, but solid mashed potatoes. Okay, to perfection. Okay, even for a barbecue, I would take mashed potatoes. Really, Not as common, but doable. Who you the know, fuck I, does mashed French potatoes? Fried potatoes? I'd like. I I protect. I accept potato wedges. Okay, or you know, grilled potato skins. All right. But I, I'm I'm sticking with the potato as a as a as a staple dish item here. Did you? I, I just wanted to keep. Did you really just say mashed potatoes at a barbecue? Yeah. What fucking barbecues have you been going mashed to? Potatoes. Probably the same households Real that are ones. doing store bought fucking mashed <laughs> potatoes for Thanksgiving. That is heinous. It's got to be. It's, it's got to be potato salad. At, 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 like if I get one, if I get a hot dog, a hamburger, potato salad, and a beer, I'm fucking ten out of ten. I'm I'm bouncing potato off the wall. Potato salad is what? Like it's just potatoes you haven't mashed, and you swap the butter for mayo, and then you just throw some other stuff in it. There's there's a you there's, even, you don't even, there's a myriad of different potato salads. You, you just uh, you didn't even scrape the surface. Of the the flexibility and the complexity. Are you gonna go on like a five minute tirade of like potato salad? Different things you can do with shrimp. Instead, you're gonna be like, "This is what you can do with potato salad." Oh, you can do anything with a potato, but I'm not gonna fuck with, fuck with no potato salad. It's, it's very simple. You get russet potatoes. You you peel them. You cube them. Boil them until they're a little past cooked. Then you drain it. You put it back on the heat to dry them out, but it also flakes them up. It fluffs them up just a little bit, which is going to grab at the sauce that you put into this potato salad. It's very simple. You don't overcomplicate this shit. It is those potatoes. You then take some white onion that you've finely diced and you've pre-soaked in water to get rid of some of the raw onion flavor. And then you've drained that. You put that into the potatoes while it's still hot. It will partially cook those onions. Then you're going to do your salt heavily because it's potatoes and it needs it. Pepper. You're going to get your mayo in there. You're going to mix that bad boy up. And then you're going to just sprinkle. You're going to, well, no, if you want to go the full nine yards, you boil eggs. You slice the boiled egg, you put that on top, and then you sprinkle paprika across the top of it. That is your potato salad. Don't fuck with something too complicated. I don't want to... If I looked at chat right now and I see one person talking about mustard and potato salad, I'm going to smack it right out of your mouth. That's heinous. Don't put mustard in a potato salad that's just fake shit. Keep it out of there. Here's what we're going to do, Adam. What? Next time I'm in Halifax, you're making me potato salad. We'll see if it's all it's cracked up to be with your little... Potato salad's amazing. I will fucking blow your mind. My potato salad's pretty good. We'll do a cooking stream. My potato salad's pretty good. We'll do an Adam cooking stream. But Nova Mum's potato salad is fucking next level. It's a whole different universe. Mine's just okay. It's still gonna knock your socks off, but Mum's potato (laughs) salad is in a whole different level. And I would eat that shit daily if I could... But I can't. I can't do it. Uh, All right, let's, let's toss this over to your next question. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is a. I mean, I don't. I don't know if we've thought about this because 
I mean, the odds of it, uh, the odds of it ever happening are uh, basically zero. But you never know. It could, it could happen. It could happen. We could be the next, the next big thing. Panic. Bray Day hits us up with this question. In the near future, I mean, if this happened in the near future, I'd be over the moon. <laughs> I think anyone would be. Let's say that you guys have acquired enough income and stability to where not even Panic has to keep his current full-time job. I think Panic would be fucking thrilled about that, given the circumstances here in the last seven days. <laughs> to not have to do that again I'm would going, be amazing. I'm going to clarify here. I love my job. <laughs> well, there no. are some weird things I get yes. asked to do, yes. but I do love my job. I'm not, I'm not saying you hate your job. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying there yeah. are things about your job that if you <laughs> didn't have, have to do... prior jobs. Yes, it would be it would be uh, ideal if you didn't have to do those things. Streaming is optional, and so is YouTube content creation. That's my dream. <laughs> I would uh, I would like to know what you guys would be doing with your spare time, and also what would your long term podcast studio look or feel like, as well as where it is. Money is not an issue in any way. All right, let's put a bit of a cap on this. We'll be mildly realistic, so we're not saying something stupid like we're going to put, you know, the podcast room in a studio in Tahiti or some shit. We're going to we're going to be a little bit realistic. Um, no, we actually we already discussed this, Adam. <laughs> you might not remember this discussion because you were too busy, you know, salivating over potato salad mentally. I guess. But we've already we, we've actually answered this question in some way, shape or form on the podcast already. I have no problem answering it again. Um, But you, me, and Jeff have actually discussed where the podcast studio would be if we make it big. And I did not have to work anymore. So, Bray Day first, um, thank you for the question. Um, (laughs) I know for me personally, um, if I didn't have to work, it was one of those things where I would want to do something with my hands. I've always wanted to, like, pick up, like, a building thing. You know, be it metalworking, though probably I'd lean towards carpentry. I do... um, those of you on YouTube can't see this, but I'm pointing to the cabinet I have behind me. Um, I build plastic models. I do a bunch of other things, but I like doing stuff like that and not having to work would be awesome because that would give me 40 to 60 hours a week to devote to learning this kind of craft, you know, and I would be able to get a place where I have space. You have a workshop so I can build things. I would love to build some furniture. I would love to do stuff like that. So, and you know, learn those skills. So that's where I would go for the stability part. Um, I'm going to let Adam answer what he would want to do, and then I'll take over again because he seems to have forgotten our long-term plans. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, if I, if I, you know, obviously we're still under the assumption that we're we're doing podcast stuff, and and there would be work involved yeah. in that, and and whatever, but. The, you know, if that was, if that was the main source of income, the working hours wouldn't for all three of us would be shorter than they are now. So with the spare time, um, honestly, I'd probably just spend more time with family. Honestly, I just, I'd be constantly hanging out, uh, with, with, with family. Cause I never get to see them right now, even though I live like five minutes from, from, from them at any, you know, any, any one of them really, but five, 10 minutes. Uh, I'd spend more time, uh, at my grandmother's place out in the the middle of nowhere and away from electronics as much as humanly possible. And while I was out there, I'd, I'd absorb as much 
uh, woodworking and and uh, electric and plumbing and everything else knowledge from from Nova Dad as humanly possible, uh, and and just spend time out on the on the family farm. That'd be basically what I would what I would do. And then every other time that I that I was working, I'd just be back in the city, and I'd uh, I'd, I'd split it between between those two places. I'm I'm pretty easy. Uh, pretty easy with it with that. Uh, not, nothing too complicated. Nice. So now that you've forgotten what we had agreed upon was if we <laughs> had reached our ridiculous goal, I think I don't even know what it was. Like if we reached like fifty thousand a month or something on the it Patreon, was 30, was it was the thirty. Number, it was thirty. It was thir- it was like thirty thousand a month. I think something something like that. Between thirty yeah. and fifty, some absurd, just some absurd number yeah. that I don't think any other podcast has. Yeah, it, it needed. It would have needed to overcome what I make annually at my job. Yes, which was not an insignificant number, but effectively we said we will pack our shit up and we will go to Costa Rica because <laughs> one Costa Rica is not a ridiculous place to live because no. the cost of living is actually quite a bit lower than anywhere in the States. Yes. Um, we'd be able to get like a multi-room beachfront villa property for dirt cheap, <laughs> um, which is way less than this closet I'm paying for now and whatever Adam and Jeff are paying for. And we would just have the podcast there. We do way more. Now, that's the show right there. Costa Rica, boys. 10 um, out of 10. That Costa being said, Rica dreams. Yeah, that being said, um, we would probably go bankrupt if you put Adam and me in the same room to start <laughs> designing audio and technical equipment for a Not studio and you said you guys don't have a budget. We'd probably run out the GDP of Costa Rica. Um, <laughs> it would happen. And then ruin too. the entire economy. So, you know. Oh, it'd be so bad. But, um, in ter- personally, for me, um, the way I envision the studio is it would be like any other soundstage. We'd have a basic rectangular room with the sound material. We'd have like what looks like an interesting set so that all three of us or, you know, three of us plus a guest or two could sit and, you know, have a conversation in a more natural setting. And then we'd have everything mic'd up in a way that we could make it look like we're just three guys sitting naturally conversing is right now we have this unholy abomination of a three-person <laughs> setup, you know, spanning spanning a continent, um, you know, with mics in our faces and everything. It's not ideal, but we do a pretty good job with it. Um, but, you know, if we could have a studio, we could set up stuff like that. We could also then have a separate studio set for D&D, because apparently if we're at yeah. 30,000, we've met that goal. So yes, we we've met like the that. D&D goal. We'd be the... We'd be, we, yeah. could, we could hire Critical Role to just leave their station and come work for us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, it, when it comes to podcasting We can use spaces, our carpentry skills to build the studio. Absolutely. Uh, when, it, when, it comes to, when it comes to podcasting spaces, I mean, you know, there, there are room shapes. Hard. There are room shapes that are ideal to, to stop noise bouncing around. There, you know, you, you dampen everything in the room. Uh, not completely dead because then you lose the natural sound of, of people's voices, but there are ways you do that. It's not really, honest to God, it's not really that expensive uh, to do it. Uh, it's just uh, a, a bit tedious to do it. I think in, 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 a, in a perfect world, we could afford uh, to, if I was being realistic um, and we were making enough money you know, uh, to the point where we could convince Panic that living in Halifax was the way to be. We would we would probably have the podcast here because it would be cheaper than doing it in another big city somewhere else. 
Uh, and oh Jeff and God. I are already stationed here, and it would get panic out of the shit show that is the United States of America. So, I mean, everybody wins uh, in, in that scenario. Uh, I love my uh, country, just not my country <laughs> right now. All right? Let's be clear here. Just as, I, just as I love my job, I do love my country, you unpatriotic bastard. Yeah. yeah. You talk oh, smack I'm... about America. Only I can talk smack about America. <laughs> I talk Fight about I talk, now, I talk smack about America all the time. It's 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 like a pastime for me. Yeah, uh, I saw your I saw you saw that tweet I sent at you. You understand? It's accurate. It's very accurate. Uh, no, I think I, I think that uh, that would be like I guess the the ideal uh, scenario. And then we would have we would have a fourth guy that would um, be there for doing the live stream and the audio in the live setting on the fly. Uh, we'd have a Mark. We would just bring Mark in, and Mark would be the guy that would switch between cameras that we had on ourselves in the studio setup, and uh, and and be able to uh, to show things as we're talking sorry, about. We them. don't we don't need Mark. We would develop a telepathic interface so we would just know <laughs> because we have right? all the money in the world. Yes, I'm sorry, no, Mark. No, you can no stand budget. and press the button that goes live, and then we'll have the tel- telepathy <laughs> after that. So you can just crack a beer. We'll pay, you, we'll pay you. We'll pay you well to push the button if that's any consolation. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that would that would be that would be ideal because um, yeah, it, it would just it would just be the the best way to do it. Then when you have guests and everything, it's it's super easy. Uh, it it would just be uh, awesome. But the the biggest thing, of course, would just have it'll be a lot harder to get place. guests to Halifax than it would be to get guests to that's, come to Costa Rica. That's well true. That's very true. Uh, I feel like in order to be an actual podcast that has guests all the time, you have to be in California, which is like the shittiest deal ever. (laughs) It's just, it's way too expensive. It's way too hot all the damn time. There's no seasons in California. It's 50 shades of hot. Uh, it's, it's just... California's not that bad. If you're in like NorCal, it's always windbreaker weather. So it's like a, it's like it's comfortable... 70 to 75 during the day, maybe 80, which is not bad. And then it's like 60 during the evenings, maybe 50. Um, I can't hear a word you're saying. One sec. How about now? If we had infinite money, I'm not sure we could resolve these problems. <laughs> yeah, so um, we're having some technical difficulties where Adam is now very intently staring at what looks like his audio console to figure out why we can't hear him. So I'm going to keep speaking, and you guys will enjoy it. Adam is now nodding his head, looking very confused. I don't know what he's saying. He's miming things at me.
Is he saying next question? Ah, there we go. Next question. Got it. Boom. <laughs> All right. Um, we're going to go with a question from Duke Ruel. If you had to fight in World War II, which combatant role do you see yourself in? This isn't limited to the Army, the Navy, or Air Force. It's fair game, too. Um, I'm not sure what he meant by the et cetera is fair game, too. Um, I don't know. Um, one, I would say soldiers in World War II have balls of steel compared to most soldiers um, just because of the situation they were put into. Um, personally, I don't know. I'd probably go with, like, not necessarily, like, a sniper, but maybe, like, a designated marksman which would usually have like a battle rifle type weapon as opposed to, you know, like a machine gun or assault rifle type weapon, you know, slightly longer range, not necessarily automatic fire, you know, because I am a decent, I am actually a decent marksman in real life. I've shot rifles and stuff, not like crazy good, but fairly useful. And I'm just going to keep rolling in until Adam figures out what's going on. He's now just still miming at me. I got nothing. I don't know. <sighs> Next question. Apparently, all right. Um, all right. We're going to go with uh, Xavier Page or Javier Page. I don't know actually how to pronounce your name. I apologize in advance. Um, if hashtag third guy is back this week, that's me. I'd like to hear him answer my question from last week since I got Jeff and Adam's answers. When you hit your D&D money and start posting up games of that, what do you think will be your character? Race, class, ideology, etc. Jeff said gladiator Don Quixote style and Adam said Legolas. I'm oversimplifying those, of course, like I said with them. I wouldn't hold you to it if you chose to go with something else when it came time. Loving the show. Thanks for the entertainment. X. Let's see. <laughs> His face is golden at this point. But um, all right. So for me, um, I am a D&D guy. Um, and it, it's varied. I played a couple of different characters in the past. And I've enjoyed them thoroughly. Um, I usually tend to play the uh, fighter class like the off the off fighter, like the secondary type. So it wouldn't be like sword and shield type, you know, knight or whatever, but it would be some kind of, you know, either dual wielding swords, you know, like sword dagger type, um, you know, more combat oriented. Um, I've also played a Batman type class, which is like a rogue E type fighter hybrid. Um, so I tend to, I tend to play, I'm, I personally will just fill in roles based on the party. Um, I like to pick, classes and personalities that fit with the party, but not necessarily that everything will be like happy, go lucky, fun, you know, and coordinated. Um, I'll do something that will make the role play dynamics interesting. Like if I'm in a class, if I'm in a party of people who are like maybe questionable, you know, do questionable things by the law or whatever, I might literally pick a paladin to be that guy where I have the strict moral code. Um, and, you know, go with that manner. Um, other times, you know, I'll be, you know, if the party is all rowdy or something, I might go with like a more just laid back, you know, go with the flow type of character. You know, I, I just try to go for things that make it interesting. 
this point, I'm now watching Adam just look really, really concerned, telling me to go to the next question. So we're going to go to the next question. I'm actually going to go to some from the previous weeks, as we've had a lot of questions in the past. So let's see what we got from the week that I was not here. Tech support, week 20. We've got 13 questions here. Yes, you're back. Thank God. No, you're not Barry White. <laughs> okay, I'm back. I'm going to have to, like, syncing this audio is going to be an absolute nightmare. But, uh, not I my have fault no idea this time. What- not your fault this time. I don't even know. I don't even know what happened. I think. I think that one of. I think the interface just flat out died and locked up in Windows because audition was fine and I saved my audio. Thank fuck. Uh, so that's okay. <laughs> but uh, I have no idea what just happened there. I had to unplug, re-plug it in, mess around with it a bunch, and here we are. But we're back. We're back. We're back. What was that last question before we move on to another one? I'll answer that one. Oh, it well, was the D&D one, but I'll, I'll, go question. Back, I'll go back to the, I'll go back to the uh, World War II question. If you were a soldier in World War II, what combatant role do you see yourself in? Not limited to any particular branch. Mm. I chose designated um, marksman. Not can I, be, can I be the woman back home making ammunition? That's not a combatant role. <laughs> I mean, I can throw the bullets really hard. Does that, does that does that count? Uh, I don't I don't know. That's a that's a tough that's a tough question. Like you uh, were drafted, but you were drafted, but they're like, look, we know you're in a shitty situation because you have to go fight, but we'll let you pick what you do. Uh, fuck. I th- I feel like I just end up being like I mean my grandfather was general was was general infantry, but he was he was sent he was sent in to to clean up everything after the first wave went through so uh let's just say that i'm the cleanup crew like uh like my grandfather was we'll go with we'll go with that uh yeah that makes sense (laughs) we'll we'll say that's what would happen all right fair enough um, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm, this is my last question for now and then we'll hand it back to you. I'm going to go with a question from okay. last week. I don't know if you guys answered it. This one is from okay. Toad of Steel. If you were starting a restaurant, what kind of food would it serve? Oh, we already answered that one, but I'll let you talk about it while oh. I'm looking at another question. <sighs> Missed it. Um, if I was starting a restaurant, what kind of food would I serve? I would actually like to make a really good barbecue place. I don't really like. I feel like you know, get the get the slow cooker out there, get it all ready. Um, you know, set that up, get like some solid sauces going out there, um, and just go with what kind of barbecue? Because barbecue. in the states, there's like a million shades of barbecue. So what what there's, version um, of barbecue? There's eastern bar. There's eastern barbecue, and then there's western barbecue, and then there's Texas barbecue. I would probably go with the Texas barbecue um, just because they tend to have a little bit more flavor and kicks with their stuff. Um, and they well, do, more they do a lot more dry rub. Like yeah, they're exactly. more, they're more into dry do. stuff. 
Yeah, you, they do make sauces and stuff, and the sauce consistencies are different, but they do dry rubs on top of that. So that's like a different way to handle the meat. So I would probably go with that. Mm, yeah, when, when I answered the question, it was it was basically just pub, like a pub with local local musical talent local once feel. or twice a week which right. is a uh uh which there's a, i mean there's a million places in halifax a couple of them do that but yeah that was how that was how i was going to tackle that uh let's start a donair chain yes he, he was the donair chain <laughs> that was his that was his actual thing he was going to do he was he was hellbent on on starting a uh a donair chain Okay then, don't air chain. Oh man, we were hurting for questions this week. Yeah. Uh. Holy crap! Okay. Uh, Jetrix, Jetrix asks, I recently had the opportunity to try out the original Mirror's Edge in VR. He said, yeah, it was as terrifying as it sounds. To me, it sounds like absolute vomit, just cannon immediately. Um, but I was reminded of how fresh and innovative the idea of Mirror's Edge was, even though its execution deserved, uh, deserved execution. Clever. I like that. What media would you give uh, a proverbial participation award for trying uh, something different even though it failed or was mediocre? Did you just say Mirror's Edge was mediocre slash failed? Uh, I don't know if he's saying that directly, but I think you... uh, I think... I think he was more referring His to the VR part, maybe, than anything. Oh, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't fair, know, but yeah. Anything come to mind? Um, nothing specifically on that question. Um, I have comments on VR. Um, I just, I still think it's like a very nascent industry. It's very early. I mean, I, I've got VR stuff right here. Um, mm-hmm. It's, it's super early. It's like when um, it, VR is at the stage where like the NES just came out, type of thing. You know, you had the Ataris and stuff and the gimmicky things before, but the NES was, like, one of the first consoles that was, like, straight up, like, a full-on entertainment system. We're at the NES stage with, like, the Vive and the Oculus, for me personally, I think. Um, It's only going to get better from here, um, and people are still figuring out what to do, how to do it. Like, Vive requires you to have, like, light sensor things around to track you. Um, everyone's doing different things, but people are still trying to figure out how to put a coherent experience together. Um, and I feel like once that happens, we'll start getting more interesting platforms within VR. You know, we'll probably get a mirror's edge that actually works well in VR. We'll get a lot of those, like we'll get roller coaster simulator. We'll get a lot of those other things that are more than just novelties eventually. Um, so, I don't have anything directly on that question, and I apologize. I would have to think about it more. But at the same time, I think it's kind of an unfair question to ask because it's just so early. Um, you know, we've we've. Well, I don't think I don't think he's saying just VR. Yeah. Like, if there is, is there anything yeah. in media 
expand it to just media in general. It doesn't have to even be a video game, but is there anything that, that went out of its way to do something different uh, and, and it should be commended for its a- attempt, but it didn't quite execute? Um, laser disc. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was the last thing. That I was, <laughs> not, not even. I don't think it would be on the list of things I, I'd think about. They tried real hard with that. They came up with all sorts of crazy interactive experiences, and ultimately, it just bombed. But everyone remembers laser discs. Like that's the one well, that came I to think, mind. Think, not even like connect or something, <laughs> but like the laser disc. Like I think the, never I think the closest out. thing. I think the closest thing to a laser disc I ever saw was a laser disc system in in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. My my school tried to make that work so badly, did not go really? anywhere. Uh, yeah, we had laser disc players and everything. We had like maybe I think we only ever used it like five times over the course of like six years. I think the I think the easy I think the easy one for video games would be um, would be No Man's Sky. Obviously, oh man, that would be the that would be the participation award right there. You know, it's going to be the thing that sparks a bunch of other people figuring out how to do what they wanted to do uh, properly. But since they were kind of the first to the market on that one, it didn't quite pan out <laughs> the way the way that they I'm wanted still it to. to. Think of like what would do that? Like what they what did people try that didn't quite pan out? Like there's like tons um, of them. What was Keep that going. movie? What was that up. movie that was all done in first person here, like a year or two ago? Oh, I was know this one you're talking movie. about. Um, something, something, something. It was a very random title. Um, Jeff watched it too. Something Harry, maybe? No. Yeah. Hardcore, Hardcore Henry. Henry. Yeah. So I, I would, I would classify I that like personally that well. as. Well, I, I don't think we're going to see another first-person action movie for a while. I can, I can say that much. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to give it the participation award for that. I think, I think they did well with it, but I don't think it's going to be starting a new crazy trend or anything like that. Um, oh, what else? Uh, I'm going to... Here's a TV and video game tie together. I'm going to give Quantum Break this because they tried to tie the video game series and the TV stuff together in terms of what players or whatever was happening in the game and what was happening in the TV show played off of each other and they had these this grandiose plan and, and, and if it was executed and done well, it would probably be really cool, but it just didn't happen. So I guess that's another one that I could come up with. Well, they had Defiance, uh, but Defiance is bombed. Oh, God, Defiance was rough. I don't even know if I want to give that a, oh a participation God. award. I would give it to them just to take it away from them. <laughs> I just, like, hand them the award and be like, no, 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 actually, that wasn't for you. <laughs> no, 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 no. No Lemon Pledge. Um, yeah, pretty much. Man. What else? There's probably a bunch. Uh... I'm going to say uh, 3D on home televisions and in theaters. I still think it's a gimmick. I still think that they're doing it just because they can. Yeah. Uh, Points for trying, but the tech just isn't there yet. (laughs) And so, uh, good effort. Sorry, but if you got to wear glasses, it's not going to work. Come back in another, you know, 
50 years and try again. It's probably the way to take that. Oh, what else? Hmm. Trying to find questions mm. as well. Man. There's probably so many examples of these that you just don't think of because they're obscure, right? So yeah, it just happens you don't all even, the time. You don't even think about it anymore. Um Uh, damn. What? <laughs> maybe in, maybe two years from now we'll be saying that uh, you know, good job Tesla, you tried. I hope not. <laughs> they're doing pretty well. They they're doing a, okay, EV but company coming. There's, I mean, they're ramping up. If the, if the Model Three goes as planned, they'll be they'll be rolling in it in a couple months, in a couple of probably a year or two. Oh, plasma. Well, I think plasma TVs were around long enough that they weren't just a, uh, a passing fad. I think they were just overtaken by other tech for a number of reasons. It bothers me that plasma got the treatment that it did in the marketing. Holy fuck. It was savage. It was absolutely savage. And we, we only now are just finally catching back up to plasmas. Like how fucking asinine is that? We went through like a decade plus of bullshit marketing for LCD screens uh, and then plasmas <laughs> plasmas have still been beating the pants off all of them and now OLEDs are finally getting to the point of plasmas ah uh, just fucking kills me I still have my plasma upstairs and I don't plan on selling that anytime soon in fact I'm about <laughs> to spend uh, a bunch of money to have it recalibrated because it hasn't been done in five years uh, and it still you're, looks you're special. You're better. special, sir. Dude, know, you were here. LG you saw that solid. TV. You saw it that was TV. A nice TV. It's it was not a very even nice tuned TV. for dark. It's it's not even tuned for the dark room. It can get even dark. You can get even better blacks than it has now. But it was tuned for a. It was tuned for daytime. So now it's going to get tuned for a movie movie only. And let's not uh, talk about the blacks when Jeff's not here. This is a little rude. All right. <laughs> Just keep it realistic here. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll we'll talk about the. Uh, let's just talk about the whites then. Obviously, is the way to go. <laughs> but I'm not getting rid of my plasma for a long, long time. I'll I'll, I'll by the time I get rid Don't of my plasma, it. they'll Don't finally. Jinx it, man, after your fridge. I guess it's true, but you're gonna turn unless you're it... gonna turn your TV on tomorrow, it'll be gone, and man, you're just gonna have like the one a... tier catastrophic failure i'm not getting rid of that tv until until at the very least hdr is standardized and none of this vhs betamax bullshit that's constantly going back and forth right now i want to be able to just <laughs> buy a tv and know that in be done with it five years i'm not going to be fucked because movies aren't coming out in hdr standards that my tv is is tuned for so uh, I'm, I'm holding on to it. I've got a dope plasma too. It's, it's the last of Samsung's flagship plasmas and I'm, oh, I love it. It's so fucking good. Once you've seen a plasma TV, like a high end plasma, unless you go and watch an OLED that's also been tuned appropriately, there is no other TV that looks as good as a plasma. It doesn't fucking exist. Uh, and it's I like night and day. OLED. The well, yeah, you should for how much money it costs. <laughs> you should like that, Oland. I got it during Black Friday. 
got a and I bet you for it. I, and I bet you it was still over three grand for that TV. No, it was like eighteen hundred. I think. What? Fuck Let me off! Check how much I paid for this TV? I'm That's curious. That's bullshit. Now. How much did I pay? That thing new, that thing new, not on sale, was like five grand. If you got that for friggin' eighteen hundred dollars, that's just silly. That's just absolutely silly. I think the biggest thing is, uh, and the thing that I still hate the most is this interpolation bullshit that they put on all these LCD TVs and and even the OLEDs. It's the oh, our refresh rate is bull is absolute garbage, and so we've got to try and make it look smooth motion, and it looks so bad. So, like, watching, when we watched Game of Thrones at Jeff's, um, uh, not that long ago, we watched an episode over there, and it, it hurt, it just, it physically hurt me. <laughs> I felt like I was watching a soap opera, which is, you know, why they call it the soap opera effect. It looked terrible. And then I go back and I watched it on mine, and I was like, oh, yes. Oh, bless you. Bless you, Plasma. Bless you. I love you so much. None of that, none of that bullshit. I'm still waiting on this this cost of this. Oh, HD DVD. There you go. That's a good one. Graphic. Oh yeah, that was one that did not. That one didn't go. That one no. like bombed out real fast. What they lost out? You had what? Divix and HD DVD and like a couple other things, like the Divix players or whatever. Yeah, yeah. There's some crazy. You know what? Things. HD DVD was actually was really not that bad. I had the player for the 360 yeah. and shit looked really good uh, on it. And it had a lot of interactive features that Blu-rays never ended up getting. Um, but uh, obviously, you know, Progressive Scan won out in the end. <laughs> it just was, it was too good. It was too good for the poor interlaced. Man, what else is... You got me talking about plasmas, man. Oh, Fuck. Man, you and your plasmas. Oh man, do the Kuro until until the plasma you have in your room right now, the, except the bigger brother of that. The Kuro was from 2007 was still the TV that everyone benchmarked TVs on. The Pioneer Kuro for that long. Yeah, Pioneer it wasn't was even, solid. It wasn't even 1080p. It was 720p. It wasn't even a full fucking HD uh, display. But the it, they were amazing, and then Panasonic, I think, was the one that bought up Pioneer's plasma kits, and then uh, Samsung eventually caught up. And in the last ones, there was I was deciding to buy the plasma, uh, the Samsung I have now, the F eighty five hundred, and um and Panasonic's one. But Panasonic's one was like six or seven hundred dollars more. And looking at the reviews, the difference between the two TVs were basically negligible except for some really specific usage scenarios. And I could not justify the extra $700. Uh, but they said that those two, the Samsung F8500 and that Panasonic, had finally, and they were still plasmas, both of them, finally caught up to the Kuro from way back in 2007. Because Kuros, you can still buy them now on aftermarket used, and they're still oh, yeah, they're selling everywhere. for like thousands of dollars. <laughs> like They're freaking expensive because they look so damn good. Smell of vision back in theaters in the, in the back in the day. What they had smell? Did smell of vision actually ever come out? Like that happened? I don't think that really. I don't think they ever did. Oh man! I feel like CD that was Walkman like a anti-skip. 
Talk about the biggest crock of bullshit ever. Anti-skip. And that thing's garbage. Man. That didn't oh, mean... Oh, we had like the buffer dick. and all of that? Yeah, you turned on anti-skip oh, so that, that when you were like, you know, out for a rip with your CD player, that it didn't just uh, fucking skip the CD every time <laughs> you made playing. like a little bump. Yeah, and that was a bunch oh, of bullshit. Oh, sweet Jesus. I remember that. You're having a hard time finding this. I am positive you did not get it for that price. There is no <sighs> way. I know. I'm looking for it. I'm looking for it. I don't even remember when I bought the TV. That's the problem. I mean, the one that Jeff one has, even number. the one which is the bigger. I think it's the next. The, well, it was just the it's same TV, was but quite bigger. a bit larger than the one I got. Are you do you have the forty three? No, he's got like the fifty something. I got, I got no, the fifty five. No, no, no. He's got a he's got the sixty inch oh. or sixty five. So he, yeah, his is sure. but but his is his is like a sixty three hundred Canadian peso TV. Although he got his on sale too at the time. It was the it was the flagship LG that was expensive, super expensive. I'm still trying to convince him to spend the money to have it tuned. Still desperately trying to get him to spend that money on it. I want to see what that I want to see in person what that TV looks like when it's been when it's been properly uh, <laughs> calibrated. Yeah, I have the OLED 55B6. I don't see my confirmation email. Oh man, I want to. I want to know. Well, no, I'm trying to think of what else was a was a bit of a fail. Uh, yeah, I mean it's about right because I'm looking at it right now on Amazon. It's like 1900, and I bought it like six months ago during Black Friday, or seven months ago, or eight months ago at this point. Okay, right around Black Friday. So maybe I'm just thinking of the larger you know, of the larger TV variant and the yeah, fact that it's Canadian dollars. Like, at the fifty five, I was like, I, 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 my, my heart. I know it wasn't more than that because my hard budget was two. I was like, I'm not spending mm. any more than two thousand on a TV because I sold my old one. So I was like, that's the show. So, that's entirely, uh, it's entirely possible. Yes. I can kind of believe it. Bullshit that you, you can, can get that TV for, nine, me- for Nineteen hundred dollars crock of shit. I'm sorry that my I'm sorry that my currency is not monopoly money. <sighs> Unreal. <laughs> All right, it's not up with tech question, related. Adam. Yeah, not 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 uh, not tech related, but Target trying to enter Canada. Massive failure. Just an absolutely oh my God. massive. That just failure. did not happen. That just was bombed horribly. I still I still remember watching that failure happen in slow mo on the news. They're just like, Target is moving, Target is failing. Oh, God, they're closing already. <laughs> uh, let's see. Mm. Holy crap. Wait, I picked this question. Why am I picking another question? Are you looking for one, too? I this did, is, like, this is I the did like four in a row. Sloppiest. four in a row. This is the sl- this is the sloppiest tech support segment in the history of Technical Alpha. <laughs> Brutal. We got technical know. problems mid-span. I'm blaming you for that one, bro. I'm blaming Windows. It's the easiest thing Why to my blame. My audio interface does not plug into my computer. <laughs> my thing if is only. set and done. Yeah, it's nice and simple now. If only... Uh, all right, hold on. I'm still trying to find a question that we haven't already answered. 
Alright, I bet you I can find one in here somewhere. Let's see. Mmm. I'm 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 digging deep. I'm going further back. We're gonna have to have our. Patreon I know. I'm step I'm really I'm I'm really deep right now with this friggin' these questions, trying desperately. Uh, See if week seventeen is the show. Hmm. Okay. Well, I don't, I actually don't know if we answered this one. All right. Uh, Mao, I'm going to guess he wants it pronounced this way. Mao, Muotech, 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 something, something along those lines. I apologize for butchering that. After hearing, uh, Tabin's heresy about playing Homeward, uh, with NSYNC as background music, I have to ask, (laughs) I have to ask, is there any... Is there any video game soundtrack or music that you particularly like or was in some way memorable? And if not, well, we can also talk about this too, I guess. Uh, what about movie soundtracks? Um, I'm going to kick that off. Mass Effect 3 soundtrack was straight fire. Um, fantastically done, very memorable. And then also you can throw Halo on top of it too. Those were like the two big hitters for game soundtracks, I would say. What about movie side? Um, I'm always going to go back to... Actually, there's two now. Baby Driver is a more recent one where the soundtrack was straight fire. Um, okay. And in one way. Um, but my, my go-to at this point for movie soundtrack synergy is uh, Tron Legacy. Um, the yeah, movie was, might not have been great. Well but if I'm sitting at home... I, I love Daft Punk. But if I'm sitting at home... You know, laying out on the couch or whatever with my fancy headphones, and I listen to the entire soundtrack from start to finish. You know, I can visualize the movie. I can tell you where in the movie that yeah. happened. It just was so like it, it fit the movie so well, and the entire movie was orchestrated so well with that soundtrack. That or sorry, not orchestrated, um, engineered and mixed together so perfectly mm-hmm. that you can tell all the scenes. I can revisualize the movie, and I feel like that's a huge accomplishment. Yeah, I can see that for sure. I would agree with that. Um, mm, video games. Video games. Um, I mean, I've got a bunch that I really that I really think are are amazing. Uh, I think that I think you already said the original Halo. Uh, I think you might have mentioned. Um, yes. that's, that's a hundred percent on that list. I think, I think of the mass effects as well, just to kind of reiterate with uh, what you said that mass effect two for me is the best soundtrack, uh, of the, the, the series, um, elder scrolls three Morrowind, the fact that it has like two songs and I played it for thousands of hours and I can still listen to that song for an entire day without any issues and the fact that they repurposed that exact theme song for every other Elder Scrolls game that has come out since should also, you know, be a, a pretty good indicator of how good that song is. Um, it's even been remastered uh, by Jeff. 
Yes. I mean, now how much how much better can you get than that? This is true. <laughs> uh, forever ruined a song, uh, you know, a song for for many many people, or maybe made it better. Uh, man, uh, the Mist series has incredible music. Uh, specifically, once you hit Riven, Bastion, also actually, um, and Transistor. Yeah, all the Super Giants stuff is really yeah. good. Uh, for sure, with, with that stuff, Jet Set Radio Future is probably one of the most recognizable soundtracks uh, ever made in a video game. Um, Initial D, say, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Streets of Rage. Oh yeah, that was a big one. I'm trying to think. There's just a ton of like people don't realize, it, but music and games. There's some really, really, really Diablo. Yeah, Diablo. Mm-hmm. The Diablo sure. soundtrack. I have them in high quality flag. It's it's still still one I go back to regularly. Really good soundtrack. Oh, right, this is just. I mean, Zelda. Obviously, Zelda. Yeah, I mean, you can keep going for sure. Um, um yeah, actually, there's, there's I wouldn't a, necessarily a go with Zelda for soundtrack. I would I'd say go it's got a, it's got an iconic. It's got an iconic like melody and like that, but I, unless you're like playing with an orchestra. You know, what well, we I think that's what you game, have to I do. I mean, yeah. I mean, if I yeah. say if I say Streets of Rage two, I mean it's a it's yeah. a it's 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 chip it's bit chip music, right? It's it's sixteen bit era. Oh, it's not, not really mentioning John Williams. I don't know how didn't like, we like all of Star Wars? Um, anything John Williams has touched? Oh, um, another movie one, Batman Begins, on Zimmer. That was a really good soundtrack. Hans Zimmer, everything. One. Well, like yeah. uh, the Last Samurai, <laughs> I was going to mention as one of my movie my movie ones. Uh, there's one track on that movie specifically. I'm trying to think of the name of it right now. Um, something something peace. Um, but uh, it's it's one of my favorite songs to to listen to. Um, Ooh, here's a completely random movie one that's that nobody would probably ever choose for music. Mrs. Doubtfire had fucking awesome music. I'm going to say that one. <laughs> Come no, on, dude right. looks like that a lady. Actually, it was well done. Yeah, it was it well done. Had jump. And it, it had a bunch of good I mean, none of it was like, none of it was real. Yeah. I mean, there's some original stuff but i mean it just they just they chose they chose really good really good music for that for that mrs doubtfire fantastic movie right, we'll um I'm, I'm also going to say yeah i mean we've already mentioned the, i mean as soon as you say the names of the guys that do most of the you know composing for yeah. movies you've already tackled a million movies but um uh interstellar really yes. really hit me yes hard with the music. Well, that was because Nolan um, had a big hand in it, too. Like, he's just... Yeah. He, he kind of takes full control of the whole thing. They did that little documentary thing talking about the soundtrack uh, for Interstellar and how they worked together on that. And Interstellar was... Had it absolutely incredible. I mean, better than usual, I would say, coming from um, those gentlemen. Interstellar it, it was, was the... Um, usually we go with Pacific Rim for our sound test. I actually did Interstellar for my soundbar test with my TV because my TV and soundbar came in around the same time. So I was like, for visual impressiveness, oh, yeah. I'm just gonna go with Interstellar. 
Oh yeah, I might Absolutely. actually watch Interstellar great, tonight. Great choice. Oh yeah, Interstellar. Oh man, so good. I, I, I not. I mean, just to, it's just on to, Amazon just, you know, with 4K, it, so you can stream it in 4K. Uh, yeah, me. but streaming streaming 4K is is like, eh. yeah. Even if you have the bandwidth for it, it's just not quite just not quite the same. But it does look pretty dope, though. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. Um, Interstellar, yeah, man, Interstellar. The thing about uh, this is nothing to do with any questions. We've just said Interstellar now, and now I want to talk about Interstellar. Interstellar. All right, we're talking about Interstellar. Was so good. Was so good until. There were, but there were two parts of Interstellar that made me weep, <laughs> and not for a good reason. Love makes the world go round. That universe fucking go speech. I don't like her as an actress to begin with, and so I was. But you know, she was fine up until that point, in the, and then that scene happened. And I was sitting in the theaters just jamming objects in my eyes and my ears just trying to get her out of my head because it was the single silliest pull-me-out-of-the-movie movie moment they could have put in there. It was so dumb. Uh, and, then they, and, then, and then that scene goes away and you kind of forget about it for a while. And then they well, re-mention the reason- it again at the end of the movie and you're like, oh, fucking let it go please like nolan tries to have like super deep messages in his movies and like in inception he pulled it off perfectly interstellar despite him trying to browbeat you with the message like bitch slap you with this is the message it was just such a bad message that i was just like this is kind of lame but the rest of your movie was so good i'll let it slide yep exactly Exactly. No, it was it was incredible. For anyone who hasn't seen Interstellar yet, uh, one, you missed out because in the theaters, Interstellar was probably my favorite movie-going experience. Yeah, I saw it on IMAX. It was phenomenal. So did I. It was definitely IMAX. eye candy. Very eye candy. There's one... Uh, I mean, I don't know how spoiler we get at this point. Really, it's been out for so long. But when they're going across the event horizon, that in IMAX was fucking me up. If I, I mean, I was sober, (laughs) stone sober, and that shit fucked me up. If anyone was in there on shrooms or anything else, they probably (laughs) died. They probably died right there in the theater. They had a heart attack and it was all showing interstellar. It's like, why? (laughs) So many people just dying in the theaters. Frothing at the mouth. Oh my goodness. Uh, oh, so yeah, Zatzino's saying, get rid of that Matt Damon shit, and Interstellar would have been a 10 out of 10. <laughs> uh, I will agree that Matt Damon felt like a, like uh, that whole... It felt like a totally different movie that was just kind of inserted into Interstellar he as its own thing. He redeemed himself in The Martian, though. I'll give Matt yes. Damon that. Uh, that movie was so... Or that, that section for Matt Damon was so much like The Martian that I, I... Like, the two movies kind of merged into one <laughs> into my brain because it was so much of the same damn thing. There was no point of him being in that movie. You could remove that entire section of that movie and 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 it probably still would have been fine. But the fact that they did it, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it had to be there. I don't even know what the purpose of it was. Him being there, other than more star power. That is a question I would um, love to ask Christopher Nolan. What was the purpose of Matt Damon? Yeah. Why Matt? Yeah. Why, Ma- Why not Matt Damon? 
<laughs> that's like a burn if you if you call up ben affleck before you call up matt damon it's like a low-key burn to matt damon <laughs> yeah we tried a, to get ben he said a... no but we figured you'd be a good fit <laughs> that would be so freaking bad oh it'd be so bad uh but yeah well there you go interstellar anytime we get to talk about interstellar cram that in there panic we still have a half an hour of airtime to fill. What are we going to talk about? At this point, we have no questions left. We'll take some from the chat, maybe. Should we take them from the chat? We got people here. Let's this go is a chat. live show. Let's go with chat. All right, chat. Yeah. It's your time to shine. This 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 whole segment, side B, has been a, a, a fire for a while. Uh, if chat's got some questions, we will start taking some questions from the chat. Worst food dishes. First thing up, TX. Worst food. You're, what, what's what's the, what are what, okay? I'll I'll modify that a bit uh, a bit. What are some things that you absolutely just can't eat or refuse to eat because you hate it so much? It's like your 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 least favorite foods. Um, tomatoes, just raw tomatoes. Absolutely hate them. I'll have tomato-based okay. things, but it's just the texture okay. is absolutely disgusting to me. Um, the mouth Fair. is completely out. Um, also, I don't have any sort of shellfish or like crawfish or anything. Um, I'm, I don't know. I've had bad reactions to it. I don't know if I'm allergic <laughs> or whatnot. I also generally don't like looking at food as it looks at me while I try to eat it. It's <laughs> generally the case with those things. So, you know, that sort of thing. Um, in terms of prepared dishes, um, I don't even know. I just have very particular tastes, which I don't quite know until I see the food in front of me. Um, I'm a very true. picky eater. Yeah. You know, some, I mean, I'll, I'll try some things and other things I was like, nope, not going to happen. <laughs> uh, yeah, for me, about uh, you, I'm not, I'm not a picky eater like at all honest to god there are things that i won't eat i'm similar to you i don't do shellfish i don't do it anymore i used to eat things like uh like clams and and mussels and and whatnot but i had a um i had a clam that ended up giving me food poisoning or something and that night i i like three hours of straight projectile vomiting and i said you were dying just to play this safe, we're just going to avoid shellfish in general. <laughs> just because it wasn't like I love pretty much stuff. what happened it with wasn't, me. Yeah, it wasn't my favorite food in the world. So I'm, I've never woken up and been like, shit, I can't eat this. You know, oh, no, it's never bothered me. So I just avoided it uh, altogether. So well, um, yeah, for I me, do when I was younger muscles. You do? Really? A they look bit. disgusting to me. Yeah. Whenever I see people eat them, I like, they For look me, when, terrible, when we were younger. If you, yeah, yeah, they're good. When we were younger, again, we, I don't actually know if I'm allergic. The reason I said I, you know, I don't have, I don't actually know if I'm allergic to shellfish or not. I just stopped having it um, because I, my brother doesn't have quite the iron stomach. Mine's a little bit stronger, mm. but we were in Bangladesh and we went out to eat, and my brother had shrimp, and I also had shrimp. My brother went full on Adam with the full on projectile, whatever, for quite a while. <laughs> Um, now 
unfortunately, since we're in Bangladesh and we're in my grandparents' house, my brother and I were sharing like a massive bed, um, which meant that I also was subjected to his projectile actions late at night. Um, at which point <laughs> I started. And ever since then, my brother and I have just looked at shrimp or whatever and just been like, <laughs> nope, we're good. <laughs> we're good. Never That's, again. And it's it been only like takes 20 one years. Time. Oh, been yeah. 20 years. It only takes, it only takes one time because really who enjoys projectile vomiting for long periods of time? Like nobody's really <laughs> like, you know, that's a, that's, that's fun. Uh, so that's something you know, I'm going to try I, again. I, I, Let's see if we can do that again. Yeah, let's see. Let's, let's see if it really was. Let's just give it a shot. So no, yeah, that's that's, Easter, that's for man, sure. Have some more uh, lobster. I I can't do. Um, it doesn't lobster it doesn't upset me, me or or anything. But I can't. I'm just not. Uh, the flavor doesn't do anything for me, and the texture, even when it's cooked properly, it's not rubbery or anything. Also, doesn't do anything for me. So I'm the worst East Coast Canadian possibly ever. Um, <laughs> but you know that's 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 whatever. You're like Anything living really in like lobster see, town too. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. If you're gonna get a lobster for for less than a million dollars a pound, you're gonna get it in Nova Scotia. Um, so yeah, it's it's unfortunate, but um, the in a similar vein, it's always seafood. Like I will eat almost anything, but seafood really stuff. I'll eat any fish you can put in front of me. Basically, it doesn't matter. I love sushi and everything else, but the. But stuff like chowders, I there is not a chowder in existence that I will I will eat and enjoy. I don't like fish. I hate fish chowder. But anything chowder, cream based, whatever. Despite the fact that I'm lactose intolerant, obviously that's a problem as it stands. But uh, does nothing for me. And ever since I was a kid, I can't stand chowders. So, um, oh, and you know what? Shut it wasn't down. a clam that, it wasn't a clam that fucked me up. It was a scallop. I apologize. And Mark just made me remember cause he said that in chat. Um, so yeah, chowder, not, not my thing. Not even tomato based chowders. Not, not my thing whatsoever. There are um, tomato based chowders? There are. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's a name for them. I can't remember what it is, but it's, I think it's after a, a like a, a location, and and so it's uh yeah but uh yeah they do they do one. in fact exist what what's Fine. the question i got a new question this is from our editor mark blinkhorn mm. mm. blinkhorn sorry combine two actors or celebrities to create the ultimate high performance machine show your work oh shit mm. okay um, I feel like that's just going to end up being us picking two of our favorite actors and mashing them together. <laughs> I don't think so. You got to get ones that got synergy, bro. You got to show your work. Synergy? What does that even mean? What does show your work even mean? You got to explain your reasoning. Okay, you I got Why gotcha. it's the ultimate high okay. performance. Okay. Come on, man. We're a I podcast. Gotcha. We're here to talk. Uh, this is true. Out. This is true. Uh, well, no, it's, uh, no, I, I, I got you. I got you. Just got to come up with, come up with whatever the hell what that's going to be. Nova War and Maximus Black combine to be a hype performance. Combine that with actual celebrities. Uh man, who would I choose? I think, I think that. 
I think that you've you I would go with all right, here we go. We're gonna go um Jackie Chan. Okay. That's that's one. Following you so far. And then and then the the follow up to Jackie Chan, the the melding would be uh Mm. Oh, I've got a couple of options in my head, and I'm not sure what I want to go with. We're going to go Jackie Chan and Leonardo DiCaprio. You have, you have the, the ability to do all of your own stunts what the hell? And, and, and action stuff, but you have the acting chops of Leonardo DiCaprio... What would be the premise here? Walk Let's me through go this. With that. The premise? Walk me through this premise. The, yeah. the premise give is... A, give me instead, a scenario. Use it in a the sentence. Premise, the premise is instead of the Revenant being Leonardo DiCaprio crawling on the ground for three hours, it would be Leonardo DiCaprio beating the shit out of a bear with his bare hands. Where does while Jackie Chan reciting, fit in Is he the bear? No, Jackie Chan... Is giving him the ability to beat the shit out of the bear. He is. He. This Ow. is a combined. These are two people combined into one actor. You're saying a fusion. A fusion. I was gonna <laughs> say just two actors acting together in the same movie, but okay, you're taking it to another level no. with a fusion. Okay, there's a fusion. Okay. Man, I don't know if I can match a fusion. <laughs> That's I it. was gonna say I want to see. I want to see a. I want to see another. I want to see another buddy cop movie, but I want to see Ryan Reynolds with The Rock. Okay, that would oh, just, well, if we went that R rated. Okay, R rated. Let them R-rated both go loose. Buddy cop. Okay. All right. That's yeah. Okay. Uh, well, if we did that way, if we went that way, um. I want to see, mm, let's see, <clears throat> if we're not doing, if we're not doing fusions, what are we going to do? What are we going to, what would what Leo Chan have? even look like? Who would be the dominant a member f- of that fusion? A fucking, a fucking monster. <laughs> I need someone like? to, we need someone to draw that for us. A rendering yeah, of Leonardo need, DiCaprio fused with Jackie Leo, Chan fighting a Leo bear. Leo Chan. Leo Chan. Leo Chan fighting a bear. <laughs> oh yeah, Leo God, Chan fighting a, a bear. That I, I can do that. T-shirt. Yeah, t-shirt or a poster. <laughs> Leo Chan fighting a bear. <laughs> I don't know where your brain went with that. Oh my God. <sighs> uh, let's see. Mm. I'd like. I'd like to see. Uh, uh, you know what my buddy cop movie would be? <laughs> oh, God. Woody Harrelson and Bill Murray. <laughs> that already happened. <laughs> but, oh, no, buddy no, cop. The, you want in buddy cop? Buddy cop movie. Woody Harrelson and Bill Murray. I think, <laughs> I think that would be, that would be fucking incredible. <laughs> I think that would be absolutely incredible. 
Yeah, if somebody if somebody does a mashup of Leo of Leo Chan fighting a bear, then that will be the thumbnail for this episode. One hundred and ten percent. Oh my god! How high are you right now that you came up with that? Uh, not high enough. Not for that, anyway. Uh, <laughs> just the Milwaukee Jackie Chan and Jackie Chan. Uh, let's see. Someone actually mentioned Jeremy Renner and Ryan Reynolds instead for a buddy cop movie. That would be pretty funny too. Yeah. I could, yeah. Did you guys ever, or Colin asks, did you guys ever watch a movie that left you guys depressed when you left the theater? For some reason, Cloverfield and District 9, I felt like shit when I left the theater or when, or when the movie ended. Like, humanity is so fucked up or pointless. I don't need to go to a movie theater to know that humanity is fucked up and possibly pointless. Uh, but, uh, Man, what movies... You know oh, what? It's not a movie. It wasn't a movie for me. You know what it was? Have you watched all of Black Mirror, Panic? Uh, no, I've watched a bunch of episodes. It's not all of it. Did you watch? Did you watch the one with um the black guy? I think that played him Get Out or, or whatever that movie was. Um, I haven't watched that one. Where they're on like when they're on like the bicycles or whatever and. No? Okay, so you need to watch that one because, that's the name of the movie, right? Get Out, the one that, um, what's his name yeah, from Keen Peele did? Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, he, at the end of that episode, he has this speech that is way too real. Way too fucking real. Like, <laughs> way too real. And, and real, real in, in the kind of way that you could tell that as he was delivering this speech, he was actually feeling everything that was coming out of his mouth. Like it almost sounded ad libbed. Like this guy fucking killed it. And when I saw that episode, I mean, I wasn't a huge black mirror fan. I, I thought it was, you know, okay or whatever. It was pretty good. But this one episode, it was weird, but that speech is some of the craziest shit I've seen in media he nailed that. It was a 13 out of 10, and it depressed the fuck <laughs> out of me because it was way, way, way too real. Way too accurate. So that's, that's a choice yeah. for me. Yeah, oh, it's, it's stupid. You could probably find it on YouTube, and if you can, just watch the speech, and you're probably going to, I mean, you're, you're going to be, I mean, you're already salty, I'm sure, but you'll be 20 times saltier about humanity. Um, there's a story that goes with this one. I think I mentioned it to you, at least in passing as friends. Um, Gone Girl. Yes. That right. movie. Yeah. Of course. Um, so my buddy, my buddy Rich, um, we were, I work with him in Aggressive Comics. We're also close friends. Not the drummer. Um, no. Prior to, uh, <laughs> prior to his current girlfriend, who's awesome, if they listen to the podcast, um, he hasn't had the greatest track record in dating women, um, including some very, <laughs> very, very odd characters. And we both went and we went to watch Gone Girl because we go and watch movies together periodically. And we're sitting in the theater after Gone Girl ends. And for those of you that haven't watched Gone Girl, it's a very, very savage movie. Um, and we're just sitting there. The credits have finished rolling. People are rolling in. You clean the theater. Both of us are still <laughs> just sitting, sitting there. there 
in silence. Like, we haven't talked to each other during the credits. And he just turns and looks at me. He's like, are you thinking what I'm thinking? I'm like, Rich, what are you thinking? He's like, you know what? I really need to think long and hard about the women I'm dating and how I might end up dead because of it. He's like, are you thinking the same thing? I'm like, nah, man, I'm definitely not thinking the same thing. What I'm thinking is you really need to think about the women you're dating and how you might end up dead. And he just looks at me and he's just like, I want to say fuck you, but I really can't. That's fucking amazing. And then we just walked out of the theater in silence and we got to our cars and we were going to hang out for the rest of it. But we're like, dude, I'm just going to go home. I'm like, yeah, I think I need to, too. And we both just went home. And that was it. Holy End of the night. Shit. Yeah, that definitely. I can, I can definitely see that. I'm sure there have been other ones, but that Black Mirror episode is definitely the one that sticks to my yeah. mind. Um, more than. More than anything. Um. I mean, for God's sake, the last the last few months uh, on this planet has been stranger than fiction. So uh, I don't need a movie to remind me. It's just kind of constantly happening at all times. <laughs> so uh, I don't need a know, depressing movie a, to remind great. me of my life. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, if you made a video game, what genre would it be? Star Citizen. <laughs> the Star Citizen genre. <laughs> it is the game. Uh, like, honestly, I'm not even joking. That's like the game I've been wanting forever. Um, if they deliver even 60% of what they said, I'll be happy. Yeah. I don't know what genre I'd end up making. I think probably uh, VR, uh, uh, even though I can't stand VR. VR. game? Nope. Uh, VR... VR uh puzzle adventure. I think it's the one I think it's the one genre that that really makes sense for VR is is puzzle adventure. And so uh I'd probably do that. I'd I'd if I had the money, I would just fund a remastering remaking of Riven and make it VR and walk away and be done with it because I don't think that you can do puzzle adventure better than Riven. It's kind of just already peaked. We've we've been there. We've been to the mountain collab, Cyan. Oh man, I know I tweeted them out kind of jokingly saying that and their response, their response to the tweet was, uh, was, uh, if you've thought of it, odds are we've already thought of it too. <laughs> so it's definitely, it's, yeah, they definitely, well, it's like the, it's the, it's the, you know, we would like to do it, but it's not going to make money response, which is true. It would not sell uh, well enough to, you know, justify redrawing all of Riven uh would be would be too much of a of a of a task for sure um but yeah i think it would be a a, a vr puzzle adventure or just a puzzle adventure in, in general i i like that puzzle adventure has been on a bit of a revival lately like the steam is getting more and more um you know well done abduction puzzle did really games. well and yes, that was your favorite the witness and there that's not a puzzle adventure. That's just that's just a visual representation of a Sudoku book. <laughs> <laughs> and oh my god, dude! Oh, antichamber was 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 okay. It I just would gave love you a, a VR portal. Headache. I would love a VR portal. Yeah, that might make you throw up. <laughs> I am not as susceptible to motion sickness as you, bro. 
Yeah. I mean, well, there are some things, if it was the original Portal, maybe not so bad, but Portal 2 had some fucking crazy, crazy solutions <laughs> yeah. that would have you People all over the place. People would just be like falling over their living rooms, dying. Oh, oh it'd be death. It'd be death. Dude, uh, you mentioned the <laughs> oh witness. Uh, like two, I think it was two or three weeks ago. I like ago. to call it the witless. So the witless. <laughs> Somebody, I can't remember who it was, linked in my Discord a a super serious uh look into the witness from like an artistic perspective like an essay like a video essay form and apparently there are a few of these done on youtube and some of them have like a ton of views and i was watching them thinking to myself you have got to be shitting me like <laughs> this is the equivalent of of going into an art gallery where an artist has literally thrown three speckles of paint on a canvas that's 15 feet by 15 feet, called it like the pensive skittle, and then made $15 million because they could stand there and watch as rich people tried to tried to derive artistic and meaningful value from something that was just an artist that flicked a paintbrush at a at a canvas and called it a day that is exactly what i felt like watching the witness <laughs> shit i was like what the fuck how could you even get that far into it it's insane but i guess you know love makes the universe go round adam and reaches through time and space yeah it does Fuck. Oh, it's just absolutely terrible. Absolutely freaking terrible. Any other questions from Chad? We've got a little bit of time left, so we can cover a couple more questions. Bless you for listening to this on iTunes. Hopefully, maybe people are enjoying this because it's a little bit more, or a little bit less A little bit structured. more low-key. Maybe that's the, yeah. the secret. The secret sauce is less structured. Don't, have, don't, don't, don't try to pull the sauce like Jeff does. You don't got the you don't got the sauce properly. I just well prob- probably. <laughs> yeah, probably. I don't know. I don't do voices. So, so, that that wouldn't that wouldn't be Jeff anyway. We'd be ripping it off of Epic Meal Time. Hmm. Mm, I don't even know what that is, Lil, which makes it difficult for me to answer it. Oh wait, yeah, there's like the, not much the to watch movies, ass. so he doesn't know. It's it's pretty yeah, much no, Japanese I know giant what, monsters. Yeah, like Japanese Mothra, giant monsters. Yeah, yeah, all them. Yeah, Mothra's better than everybody. There you go. Done. Done. Adam, did you bring Tabine to reflections? Not that I know. No, of. no, we did not. We did not make that uh, that pilgrimage to reflections. Jeff um, is probably at reflections right now, right? After last week, definitely. I mean, after 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 watching sweaty men, you know, touch themselves for and others for a couple hours, the only place to go after that's reflections. That makes sense. <laughs> makes sense. Uh, what is something seemingly everyone wants to do, but you do not? That's actually a hard one to answer. Oh, um. Mm. Oh, 
I feel like I had an answer and then it just left me immediately. <laughs> What's something that everyone... Um, oh my god, I don't even know how to answer that one. Why would you pick that one? <laughs> I mean, there could be some things, some stupid things, like everyone wants to own a 4K TV. I do not. Uh... Everyone wants to play Destiny 2. I don't really care. Uh, hmm. I don't even really know. Like, I generally don't care about things I don't care about. <laughs> as stupid as it sounds, yeah. like, it doesn't enter my mind. Like, if I have no interest in it. There you go. It, go. Just, oh, I, there's a good one. There's a good one. Going to Las Vegas. I could not care less about Las Vegas if I tried. I no probably like I, I I'd go to see Celine in concert and then I'd leave. This is the two steps to Las Vegas. Go to Celine Dion, go home. Go see Celine Dion good somewhere one. not Vegas. Just throwing that out there. She's uh, Canadian. Before they isn't sign she? contracts well before they sign sign contracts, you know, for the rest of her known life. Uh, then, then there would have been opportunities. Um, hmm. I'm going to go with pineapple on pizza. Um, I'm not just not interested in it. And I know people are, I am militantly <laughs> against it. I think you are a bad person. If you put pineapple on pizza, there what if it's go. the only pizza in the room? Will you eat it? Cause you didn't buy it. Like if you didn't spend money on it, will you still eat the pineapple on pizza? No, I would fucking throw that shit out. I'd like, I'd walk over and be like, "What the fuck is this?" Shit? And just toss it out. Garbage I guess shouldn't that's be the in difference here. Like, like I'm not. I'm uh, not. When I said militantly against pizza, it, I meant militantly yeah, okay. against it. <laughs> that's fair. That's uh, that's fair. Um, hmm. Man, I don't I don't know. I don't know. You got nothing else other than Vegas. How about this, a cruise? Would you like this, to go on a cruise? This is the biggest one. Not no, not a fuck given about cruises. Not a single fuck. Travel. Travel, yes. Yeah, no, you I, never I, I leave like Halifax, to, I like to travel. So. I don't have the money to travel, and if I did, I'd have to like. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I could, I could afford to travel. Flying out of or within Canada is quite expensive, but the um, well, out of Halifax, I should say, because it's not a destination, uh, or it is, it's a destination, but not a hub. Um, so you know, that's part of the that's part of the problem. But I'm also like, I just prioritize prioritize things above travel. I would like to travel, but it's not it's not a priority. Sorry, I was addressing an issue in chat. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that issue addressing. Um, mm. All right, folks, hit us up with some other questions. Yeah, one more. I want one more good question. I want to end on a strong note. I want, I want thought involved. Like, you be it about Strength. life or something. Who knows? Give me life, some liberty, fancy. pursuit of happiness. Exactly. Let's get exactly. a Nova rant going here. Mm. And if you want to go for the platinum star, the panic rant, which is really hard to get. That's a difficult one to achieve. That's S rank. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'd it's go with Z rank. Z rank? 
What are you doing, Rex? Ooh, you guys have to leave your country of origin forever. Where do you go? Define origin. Panic, panics. Panic's got an easier route than I do. <laughs> you shut your whore mouth about America, <laughs> all right? Um, I think I think I end up in in some Scandinavian country because they've got they've got the standard of living down like champions. That yeah, or... I'd probably end up in Sweden or Denmark. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's probably the way to go. Somewhere in that neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. I feel like New Zealand was more attractive uh, a, a long time, or like long, you know, not long ago, but several years ago and prior. It's starting to do some weird and wonderful shit. Could take a nice leisurely um, walk to Mordor. I could do... uh if I if I had to move to the states, I'd be like I'd be the biggest cop out ever. I'd move to Hawaii, <laughs> biggest cop out ever. But I could I could I could live with that. As far away from America as you can, but it's still America. Yep. Hawaii, <laughs> Hawaii, it. it's the way to go. Uh, right. okay. Here's um, here's go. one that looks like a, a, a yeah. Go go ahead. Go. You have to answer. This I was question, gonna take. I was gonna old. take. I was going to take Zastil's question. Oh, okay. Well, where are you? Okay, yeah, because you also said you also said the same thing I did. Yeah, okay. Go ahead. I said yeah, Zastil's yeah. question. Zastil's question says, Technical Alpha, you have given us your top 10 list and have mentioned games that have disappointed you, but how about your top games that you feel the need to die for the genre it's in to advance, i.e. games that are too big to fail that need to fail? A.K.A. a game that's still alive that's holding it, holding back progression. The rest of the genre because it's too big yeah. to fail? Um, I know what he was targeting with this question probably, but... Um... I mean, the the easiest one's World of Warcraft, right? But is that yeah, is that World know, of Warcraft's fault, necessary. or is that yeah. the or is that the player's fault at that point? But I mean, any of them, you could say that exact same thing. I'd probably go with World of Warcraft. Uh, I would go with, um, I would go I'm with bundle this together with um, Call of Duty and Destiny. Battlefield. Yeah, I can, I can, yeah, sure. Those two need yep, to die definitely. so that the squad and team-based shooters can. Get reimagined and redone properly. Can can live again. Yeah. Yes. Um. Yeah. Skyrim needs yeah. to die. Skyrim. <laughs> Don't get me started on Skyrim. Adam, just, get started on Skyrim. I don't getting released on the Switch. Getting released I mean, for your refrigerator that you just got fixed. Yeah, exactly. Or my toaster, or the toilet paper roll that I have in the bathroom. Um, Skyrim is the biggest crutch Bethesda is currently wielding. It's insane. Um, it's it's also 
in 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 cooperation with Fallout 4, it's also the prime example of how lazy Bethesda has gotten and how much they rely on the community to finish their games for them. Um It would be one thing if the issues that that exist within Skyrim or Fallout 4 were new, but they're the exact same issues that have existed since Morrowind because it's the same fucking graphics engine. Uh, and it just pisses me off because they make so much money on this franchise. Just endless money. And they put, they, they put Skyrim on everything. Like, it's going to start challenging Tetris for number of platforms fucking installed. Like, the only thing that Tetris would have going for it over top of Skyrim at this point is that you can install it on a shirt. Like, there's, there's, there's only so many other places that you can go. The Gamebryo engine needs to be old yellow treatment. And not now. It needs to be, like, in a time machine. Go back and shoot it before Skyrim was ever created. Uh, the the fact that they paraded so, like, out the creation the engine with like the baseball bats. Oh, oh, everything! Just fuck, just burn it, piss on the ashes, bury Naked it, nuke gun, it from like, orbit. Steam roller band walking over it, like make sure it's gone, gone. Everything it needs to be so dead. And they 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 did this creation engine bullshit where they tried to pawn it off as a brand new engine. It's not. It's the same fucking engine, uh, and and it's and so because it's the same engine, it has the same problems as games that are going on twenty years old now. It's crazy. Who the fuck does that? Who leans on one engine for that fucking long <laughs> and gets away with it? It's it, They're the only ones. It doesn't make any sense. And Skyrim, it just keeps going and going. And it's, and it's, it's funny because people are, are asking, when is Elder Scrolls 6 happening? And then all you get is, we're not going to talk about Elder Scrolls 6 even in the peripheral. We're just going to say, hey, fuck you. Here's another Skyrim port. How many different <laughs> shades of Skyrim can we shove down your throat before you guys want to friggin' kill us? And I—I I mean, I mentioned this. This is more of a of a of a of a you know hate on Bethesda thing than Skyrim. But I mentioned we this in my review like for a Fallout Skyrim 4. expansion in a while, have we? Like there hasn't been any expansions for it in good. Long well, that's while. long done. Like they're not making yeah. new content for it. my. Here's my best guess. My best guess is that they are milking Skyrim as hard as they can to build up enough funds to produce a new engine and Elder Scrolls 6 in conjunction. Why, though? They have, That's the, they, have, they have all of, like, Bethesda, which is a massive company owned by ZeniMax, I think, still. Um, they've got ID Software working with them, who does fantastic engine work. You have the in-house well, think experience. You have the technical chops. Do something with it. I think the uh, I think the problem is that with all of the stuff that they do with the AI routines and all that nonsense makes it difficult for them to shoehorn or band-aid that into or onto other engines, which is why I think the Gamebryo engine was built, you know, in the first place was to was for that exact same purpose. But even still, I think it, it can't be any worse than what they're using. 
let's be honest, it can't possibly get worse than what they're using as it stands. So if I see, I've said this forever now, if I see Elder Scrolls 6 and it comes out on a fucking iteration of Gamebryo, I will not buy the game. I will flat, uh, it will be the first Elder Scrolls game that I won't buy. And I won't buy it on sale. I won't buy it on a fire sale. I won't even fucking pirate that shit. It will not touch my computer. How about this idea, Adam? It's never going to happen. I don't want to get your hopes up, but I'm going to do this. Give it to CD Projekt Red to make the game. Yeah, I guess. I'm the wrong person to say that to because I, I, I think The Witcher is a very good series, but I don't think it's it's what everybody makes it out to be. <laughs> I don't think it's like some sort of, you know, messianic figure in the gaming industry like they, they make it out to be. Um I just I just wanted I just want a new engine. And I, I want I want Bethesda to give a fuck because yeah, I don't think be that important. I don't I don't think that you could I don't think that they could adequately defend themselves over their games. You know, you know, they, they can't pull the oh, well, our games are so complicated card now because, for example, Witcher 3. The, the scope of games has gotten to be huge and other people are doing it and they're not having all this, you know, game-breaking fuckery that Bethesda games are privy to. And everybody, for whatever reason, Bethesda, people joke about it. They're like, oh, it's a feature. And people laugh about it. And I talk and I talk about the, like I said before, gar- my Bethesda's review lost followed- a lot of respect in my book. Well, yeah, so with Fallout Fallout 4 review, I said in that review, I said this, Fallout 4 has to be the breaking point. It has to be the point in which enough people that are Bethesda fans say, you know what, guys, it was fun for a while, but now it's getting a bit silly. Now it's like things are starting to show up. You need to fucking get your shit together. It's not cutesy anymore. You're making, you're a huge company. You only make like three different games. Just fucking get your shit together. Well, EA got their act together and you see what they put out there. You see what they've been putting out on Frostbite. It's tons of games. And like, I feel like Bethesda needs to do that. Like they, like EA looked at Frostbite and again, Frostbite, when those games first came out, it was an okay engine. But like, if you look at the caliber of games coming out from EA now on Frostbite, they're all pretty good, like at least on a technical level. So I feel like Bethesda needs to have that kind of discipline to be like, all right, we've taken this as far as we can go. What's our, you know, we don't need like Gamebryo 2. We need something completely. We need like, we need the, we need the, you know, Gamebryo has now birthed the game baby. We need that. We yeah. need that engine. The, you know, the, um, this is how I look at it, right? When Morrowind first came out, it was, Groundbreaking, graphically speaking, uh, gameplay-wise, it was above and beyond everything else. It was a substantial uh, landmark in PC role-playing games. Um, mm-hmm. The returns on that 
they've been milking Morrowind, including the theme song. Like we said earlier, like earlier yeah. in the in this section, we talk like they they've even they've even just they've repurposed lost the creative Morrowind's, energy completely. Yeah, I, I have to imagine that maybe they they do. You know, they maybe they don't fucking care so much anymore. They're they're burnt out on doing Elder Scrolls and Fallout. And if that's the case, so be it. Then let it fucking die. But they can't because they make so much money. So you know they're damned if they do. They damned if they don't. If they don't, and I, I don't know what their solution is. But um, I I I can tell you that as a fan of of Elder Scrolls games. Uh, and I've put a ton of time into all of them. I will not buy it if I catch a whiff of Gamebryo. I will, <laughs> I will, I will go against it, and I will convince as many people as humanly possible to keep their hands off of that game because they won't deserve the money anymore. They just won't fucking. They they're not earning it. They're just they're just trolling people. It kills me every time I see Todd Howard walk out on stage and mention Skyrim. It makes me want to like I throw up my mouth a little. It just it kills me a little bit, just a little bit. It's just fucking bad. It's bad. I don't know. What a shitty way to end that though. We can't. I don't know if we should end it on that. We need a happier note. We need a happy question. We need a happier up with note. a happy question, people. Hap- happy question. Happy question. Bethesda's my dark place. We can't go there. We need to, Bethesda's we need to my get dark out of place. <laughs> we need to get out of Bethesda. You need to take Adam to his happy place. Fantasy versus science fiction. Ooh, okay. There we go. Fantasy versus science Ooh. fiction. Which is better? I'm always a sci-fi guy because I feel like sci-fi is looking forward and you can do a lot of cool things with that. That's again. I'm always, I'm into tech and all that stuff, so sci-fi is for me. I love Star Trek. I love Star Wars. I love seeing the potential of what people see the future to be. Um, And again, it's kind of actually kind of goes back to Fallout 2. It's like a huge what if on sci-fi. Like what happens if atomic energy became the thing as opposed to, you know, electrical and all the other stuff. So, yeah, for me, hands down, sci-fi better. How about you, I sir? think I have to agree with that. I think I have to agree with that. And for similar, for, for really similar looking. reasons, it's, it's, it's when sci-fi is done properly, it incorporates, it incorporates high level, you know, science and technology that we currently have or are, or are pretty certain that within a time frame we could technically pull off. And then ex- ex- they extrapolate that and turn it into stuff that we can look forward into the future to. I mean, it's that's what the best science fiction writers um, have have done. Um, and I think I think it makes it more. I think it makes it more uh, appealing because you you get caught up in it. It's the you know you know you get excited about it. You know, will we see this stuff happen? Will we be able to do the, these kind of things? Uh, and it's the Star Trek effect. You know, you look at all the the, yeah. the the ideas that came out of of Star Trek, uh, and 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 similar, you know, kind of uh, kind of uh, media. It's 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 crazy to see all the stuff that we've gotten, and it's because it sparks ideas in people to see is it possible. 
you know, it's it's the question, can we really have a lightsaber? And then Michio Kaku comes out and says, <laughs> yeah, we can, but it won't look like the one in the movie, but here's how you could technically make that work. Or can we really have energy force fields? Is that a thing that, that, can, <laughs> that can exist? And again, you know, not like you've seen it in the movies, but here's how we could, you know, Theoretically, feasibly with enough power here's how we could do it and that kind of stuff is really fucking awesome I mean, you look because at, it, it you look gives at the you stuff from like to. the 1950s from that you got with like star trek and all of that right and a lot of our technology now kind of comes from that like you look at the ipad and that was kind of like you know someone in star trek times thought about the pad and you know it was the computer access system and then we've come up with cooler things now um you you look at you know, when Star Trek came out in the 19, and Next Generation came out in the 1980s, all those touchscreen displays, that's where we're still trying to work towards now. Um, the communicators being like this handheld thing that you flip and you wirelessly can talk to whatever, we got that now. People have made the Bluetooth communicator thing for like the combat type thing. Those exist. So, you know, we've seen a lot of cool things come out of there. You know, obviously there's a lot of just real like techno babble garbagey stuff, but, you know, there's other cool things that, we have come up with based on Star Trek and other types of designs like that. So, you know, there's definitely, and I, and that's what I like about it, like sci-fi. It gives you that something to shoot for. You know, can we get there? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, fantasy is more, I mean, fantasy has its positives as well in that same, you know, kind of a similar vein, but it's more escapism than mm-hmm. um, than anything. It's It's the idea of things that, Usually with fantasy, I mean it's fantasy, so it's stuff that it's stuff that you just flat out know never in a million years could possibly be a thing that happens, right? It's it's magic and all this other nonsense that 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 comprises uh, a whole world that we know we can't be part of, but it provides you those worlds, and that's the fun part. But with science fiction, uh, it just for me anyway, it it engages me more for those reasons. It's kind of like. Um, but yeah, I, I could talk about that for, for, for a while, but it's like quantum computing, for example, is becoming a thing now where we were talking oh, about yeah. before. A big deal. And that kind Optical of is also a Star too, Trek. Yeah. Like a Star Trek thing where like, you think about Voyager and, and, and Voyager being like a, a bio, uh, like a, what, what do they call it? Bio neural circuitry. Yeah, so yeah, it's like a, the bio gel, pa- bio neural gel packs. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like a is and quantum computing is is kind of like the the first step in that direction. Um and uh actually did you see the video Linus did when he went to D Wave here in Canada um for their quantum computing and they broke down how the computers work? It's fucking nuts. They operate at at approaching and I mean approaching absolute zero they they mm-hmm. have this whole system in place where this disc this wafer is is housed in this in this multi almost filter like scenario inside of a, a basically a huge box that so, uh is cooled to almost absolute zero and then it, it because it's basically a living thing when you take it offline and boot it back up, it takes weeks at a time to find the patterns that it has to use in order to c- compute anything. And so it's not like like our computers, you just turn it on and turn it back off because it's just a bunch of ones and zeros. 
It, it actually takes calibration time. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. Well, our current, like, one of the big things is, like, on we talk about nanometer sizings for, like, chip circuitry. And one of the problems we're running into from going from, like, 14 to 10 millimeter on those processes is actually a quantum tunneling effect. We're running into problems where we're actually seeing, because when the stuff is getting that small, that electrons, again, they can only move so fast in whatever space, um, electrons are ending up in spaces where they shouldn't be able to get, not because of, like, leakage or something. Like, they've analyzed these things and seen, like, hey, there's a solid wall here, but we're doing stuff at such slow level and high frequency that for some reason an electron will just go through a solid wall for no reason. <laughs> not supposed oh to be able to do God. it. And it's called quantum tunneling, effectively. Like, the electron, like, whole wave particle thing starts breaking down. So, you know, it can achieve multiple things and you just go through a wall that shouldn't be there. It shouldn't be able to go through. And they're running into those types of problems now, so they're trying in different ways of doing it. It's essentially a similar concept to how transporters and Star Trek end up yeah. working at that point, where it's, yeah. breaking, it's breaking everything down. And you're, I mean, that, that, that also is fun to watch because there have been entire groups of people in the scientific community that have been working towards uh, transporting technologies. Yeah. And the last I looked, when I looked into it, that was years ago now. Like but Now um, quantum entanglement communications ago. is one thing that we've seen in sci-fi recently. Yes. Like Mass Effect has been doing it. We've seen it in other sci-fi series. And like that's like the new thing to talk across far distances. So people are looking into it now. Exactly. Saying, the theory is actually sound. We just don't know how to do it. The math is there. We just have no idea yeah. how to actually make that happen. Uh, but with in the transporters and stuff, they had... Um, they successfully transported like a molecule. It was tiny as fuck. Yeah. But they tr successfully did it across a river. It was like a few hundred feet. Um, but what ends up happening, and, and I'm sure anyone that's a science fiction fan would realize or know this at this point, but the cool fact that I know blew my mind a little bit when I learned about it is that in order for transporters technically to work as they do in, in Star Trek, when you break somebody down like that and then rebuild them on the other side... Um, they're not technically the same person. You're, you're the ethics behind it. Come you're up. essentially, yeah. You kill them so and then you're essentially remake them, killing them and then rebuilding them on the other side. So they're not physically transported. You're just cloning them from one like the side to all the over other again. Yeah. Uh, which brings up, which at that point, then you start thinking of, well, the human conscience, is that transferable? Would they even know why the fuck they're there? Or would they be tripping balls when they, when they show up on the other side and have no idea, you know, what just happened? Um, or if they'd even be living. I mean, it's, oh my God. it's, it's pretty it's pretty crazy. So stuff like that's kind of kind of fun. So yeah, science science fiction for me for sure is uh, is is numero uno. But yeah, let's let's leave it at that. I think is is a good place to stop it. That was a little bit better. Uh, we ran oh, yeah. longer than than necessary, but there was a whole hell of a lot of nonsense in this. You're gonna have some fun um, editing this. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how the fuck I'm gonna pull that off, but we'll figure something out <laughs> and. Uh, and make that work. But thank you so much, guys, for for coming and hanging out and listening this evening. Uh, whether you're uh, back, here on Twitch, weirder. yeah, we did nothing wrong with weird. That's that's in vogue now, right? That's a thing. 
Uh, thank you so much for coming in and, and, and stopping by and listening. Uh, for those of you listening on iTunes and on YouTube and everywhere else, thank you guys so much as well. Hopefully, uh, hopefully you enjoyed it. Check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash technical alpha. Uh, we are going to be, uh, starting the throes of the website rebuild. So soon I'll be able to just send you straight to the website and it will make sense to, uh, and by soon, I mean, that's, it's probably not that soon, but it's going to happen we are starting the, the, the beginning of it at this point. Um, but uh, yeah, we're going uh, to leave it there. Thank you uh, so much once again. We'll see you guys next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. And uh, until then, have a good morning, afternoon, or evening. And we'll see you on the next one. But hold on. I almost forgot panic. I almost forgot. I'm pressing the wrong buttons. There we go. It took this long for it to really fall apart, but here we go. I have to, I have to oh, shout out our Patreon producers. How did I almost forget that? Jetrix the God, Beastall the God, and a whole host of gods as well. Joe McDong, Sir Holmes, Postal Panda, Jamaican Jazz, Adam B, Toad of Steel, Naily, Derek P, Frycy, and Ice Wolfie. All legends, all gods. Bless you so much, gentlemen, uh, and possibly ladies in there for all I know. I just need to, <laughs> just need to go to bed. Thank you so much for, uh, for watching and listening, guys. We'll see you next week. And until then, peace. Bye.